Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Diz Unlimited podcast. I'm Craig Williams and joining me for our virtual roundtable discussion today, we have Rhino. Hello. We have Jackie Gailey. Hi, everyone. And we have our newest member of the Diz team, but also one of our excellent travel agents for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Mm -hmm. Hannah Anderson. Welcome, Hannah. Hello. Thanks for having me. Well, we have a very exciting episode today. We're going to hear a little bit from Hannah in just a second. But of course, uh, I want to make sure that you remember this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agents like Hannah. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no obligation quote. Okay. It is December 5th, 2023. It is Walt Disney's birthday. Uh, I mean, if he was still alive, I know it's still technically his, the day of his birth, but I don't know how that works. And I think we all have different opinions on it, but Walt's birthday. So Epcot is celebrating with the debut of Luminous, the Symphony of Us tonight. Uh, World Celebration Gardens unveiled itself. Uh, the construction walls are down for the most part. And Walt the Dreamer has been revealed to everyone's eyes now. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Disneyland unveiled all of their events for 2024. Just throwing it all out there right away. No guessing on what's happening next year for Disneyland. Very interesting and a lot to discuss with that. So we'll go over that. And then uh, it seems like old news now because there's been so much happening, especially just today. But last week, the Hatbox Ghost finally made its debut at Walt Disney World just in time to hit that November 2023 timeline. And I think Rhino is going to have a lot to share with that or about as much as you can talk about an animatronic being dropped in a very weird spot in an attraction. But before we get to that, uh, mm-hmm. as I said, we have a new member of our team helping us out part time because she's also a travel agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel. Her name's Hannah. And uh, Hannah, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit or did I just basically do that. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Um, yeah, maybe I should see what you can come up for me and we can decide whose uh, backstory is better. But um, <laughs> yes, as Craig said, I am a Dreams Unlimited travel agent. I do live in the Orlando, Florida area with uh, my husband and my son, Owen, who is almost two, which if you have a kid, that's just hard to believe. Time flies. Um, we moved here almost seven years ago, um, like many of you, just because we love Disney so much and we love vacationing here and um, we had the opportunity and, and just took the plunge. Um, I briefly worked uh, for Disney in the celebration offices, uh, first uh, for Disney Cruise Line and then for a sales and marketing department. Um yeah, that's kind of some of my more recent Disney history. Um, I began going to the parks when I was 10. Um, actually, uh, so my dad was uh, active duty military at the time, and Disney started offering um, the military salutes uh, discounts right after 9-11. And, and we felt very fortunate to go and um, started taking annual vacations. And just really, it was kind of the glue that uh, you know, kept my family connected. And, um, here we are all these years later, uh, still taking Disney vacations. Um, you know, we've expanded to Disneyland and Disney cruise line. And, um, just want to give a shout out to the Diz cause I've also been a fan for a long time as well. Um, it's funny. I talked to my mom about being on the podcast today and, uh, she reminded me of, um, this is several years ago, but there used to be a thing. If you were on the Diz board, you would put a green Mickey head on your backpack when you went to Disney and that's how you oh. would like bond. Yeah. <laughs> Deep cut for you guys. Um, yeah. yeah, that's how you would like meet up with, uh, other people on the Diz boards. And, and we did that. So, um, yeah, I've been a viewer for a long time and a Disney fan most of my life. And 
uh, yeah, wouldn't have any other way and just, you know, really thankful to be a part of this community. Yeah. And we are very happy to have you. Uh, and to be specific, it, it's not even just green. It, it was lime green, like the yes. brightest lime green possible. And I'm so glad that we don't uh, use that because that's definitely not my color. But uh, <laughs> maybe I'll bring it back. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Bring bring it back. Maybe, but okay. let's, let's just try, try a different shade. But <laughs> Hannah, we are so happy to have you uh, virtually with us. And uh, pretty soon you'll be able to join us in our brand new studio because uh, I think we can mm-hmm. unveil now that we finally, finally, finally found a space after just months and months of trying to find something that was the right size for us and an area that was suitable for all of us coming from different parts of Orlando that met our price point and just had everything we need. I know you're asking, why don't you just convert a part of your room or your garage into a studio? Um, you know, that's great for people who want to have a YouTube studio in their house. But the last thing I want to do is have all my coworkers come over once a week. And then when I'm sick, there's mm-hmm. like, hey, we're showing up anyways. That just sounds terrible. So that's why we needed an actual studio. And it's been a long and arduous process. But we finally have a space we will begin moving in soon. And we are hoping to kick off the new year from our brand new studio. It is uh, very, very exciting. It's going to be a lot of work over the holidays, but uh, hopefully it all comes together very nicely and we can get back to being in person to have these conversations because I do know it definitely, it livens it up a little bit more, us all being together in the same room, uh, not having connection issues, delays, all that. So uh, very, very exciting times for us and we're going to start off 2024 hopefully on a huge high note by being all together. So very, very exciting. But uh, let Let's go ahead and move on to what's actually happening at Walt Disney World today and start talking about World Celebration Gardens. And I was able to go over first thing in the morning to check it out. And Hannah also went over. And uh, Jackie, I'm very disappointed that you didn't book a flight from Seattle to make it out to SeaWorld. Seriously. Yeah. (laughs) Something's wrong with me. I really needed to be there this morning. I know it's you drop the ball on it. It's okay. (laughs) Luckily, we were here to go and check it all out. And it just has felt like Epcot's been buried in construction walls for so long now that whatever was behind those walls was going to be a huge hit, in my opinion, just because I'm like so many other people. I'm so tired at seeing Epcot just uh, sectioned off and really hard to navigate because you're constantly into those uh, those points that just get so tight and narrow. And boy, is it wide open. And for the most part, I'm going to be pretty positive with this and say that it's beautiful. And uh, that's the honest truth of it. Um, the highlight of this area, of course, is Walt the Dream. And he is just sitting there. You know, they gave him a big log bench instead of that original podium he was supposed to be on. So, uh, you know, you can still throw the poop jokes out there because the position hasn't changed. Uh, They couldn't change the statue (laughs) in that way. But I guess it does look a lot better having him on a bench instead of just a big giant podium stole. But uh, beyond that, uh, the only part of this area where the construction walls are still up is over by the Communicore Hall area. So if you're watching the uh, video version of this show, that's right in front of you across the way from this little garden area. That's where the character meet and greets are going to be eventually. But everything else in this area is completely open now and uh, it is basically to break it down there are four different little nooks um blog mickey called them alcoves and uh it, that's also a good way to describe it but there's basically four different little nooks that all kind of branch off of this center area this big planner that also has uh, the giant epcot symbol on the ground right in front of it. And then uh, I don't know if anyone wants to jump in and share thoughts on what that big planner looks like. We'll get there eventually, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> each each different little section kind of has its own feeling 
to it based on what part of the park it's near. So like right in front of Communicore Hall, it to me, it just has this blend of a little bit of like futurism to it, but at the same time, embracing nature by having tons of greenery. Uh, it's very cement heavy, but uh, there's a ton of seating in this area. And all throughout this po- entire portion of the park now, there are a ton of charging stations. And there's like these little black stands where you slide it open and there's four usb ports and then uh two two regular standard plugs but um the side that's closer to uh to the gift shop area is kind of bare there's a little bit of seating like there's some concrete seating and some wooden benches but uh for the most part it's been used as a meet and greet for today so uh when i was walking through and getting videos of it there weren't uh there weren't any characters there pluto was meeting guests but currently uh there was some imagineers standing there so uh you'll you'll see some sort of character there for the most part because it feels like that's what that area is kind of meant for and then um closer to uh, where moana journey of water is there's kind of a wooded section like it's it's not i mean everything in this area is so heavily uh heavily themed around actual uh, nature and having trees and shrubs and plant life. But uh, there's these big shade spots that just kind of have, uh, you know, they look like almost upside down trees. I can't remember what they're called from uh, from Kilimanjaro safaris. Which What's that, Rhino? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I was waiting for the camera to get closer. Yeah, I will go back to that. I'm sure, but it's it's the baobab trees. It's the baobab trees. That's kind of what they look like. So they, you know, and that's where Daisy was meeting everyone today. So if you want to get some of that duck sass, yeah, Rhino's favorite duck sass. Just having Daisy (laughs) out there. Um, Well, there's there. So anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm at this point in time. I am just rambling on what these different sections are. So I don't have anything to say till I make my way over I to the other side. Just feel like this is a massive footprint in the park that feels like mm-hmm. weird to me. Like I'm not, I'm not. I like greenery and I like all that, but it, it's also weird. Like some of those benches, I'm like, they're not really shaded. Like they're next to trees, but they're not like covered <laughs> and. All this seating here, which is great. Epcot is def. There's no question that Epcot is lacking seating for festivals and all that stuff, but it's nowhere near where the festivals are. So, like, what are you going to do? Get your food and come mm-hmm. over here? Like, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand what this space is supposed to be used for. Well, this area that is uh, right outside of Connections Cafe is clearly like a spot for you to come out with your coffee or your food from Connections Eatery and sit and hang out. There's tons of tables, again, charging ports all around. And that space makes sense to me because uh, Connections gets so incredibly busy. So it's nice to have overflow there uh, that's actual like tables to sit down and relax and enjoy. But the rest of the area, I, I kind of have to agree with you, Rhino. It's the trees will continue to grow. I mean, this isn't, it's, it's yeah. one of those things where, uh, you know, when they first plant this stuff, it's, it's got a sense of maturity to it already, but uh, it's going to continue to thrive and, and get bigger. And uh, I don't know if any of this plant life is meant to become like massive one day. That's, that's a question that we are. would need Teresa's husband on for, but Teresa is currently on <laughs> property staying at Riverside. So she's of no use to us. Uh, but I, I'm a assuming it's all going to fill in with time and mm-hmm. try to and maybe provide a little bit more of that shade but right now uh, you know it was, it was fine first thing in the morning but like one of the first things i said was try coming back at 2 p.m when the sun is yeah, over is mm-hmm. at the high point there's only so many of those areas around that will actually provide real shade and everything else is going to be uh, like sitting on the the bleacher section for rivers of light in the middle of the day mm-hmm. where you're just like constantly burning yourself um what? so so 6 or 7 years to make a literal park like <laughs> i i i don't understand that i guess i just don't understand like it's cool it's nice but there's nothing in there with it. So it, it's just this giant 
massive footprint where they tore down buildings and things like that to put nothing. So my problem with Epcot is still you're walking so far to get to anything in that park to start your your day. And this is still it's like, okay, well, now we have a break, at least while we continue on the rest of the journey to keep walking. Like, I know they said there were there was going to be somewhere where there was going to be like performance space or something right over there. Is is that part of this area? That will be with Communicore Hall, which currently is not finished yet. So that's that last section. It was supposed to be done by the end of 2023, too. Uh, but looking at it, it, it there's no progress made on it. It's it's going to mm-hmm. definitely be months away, if not longer, because that's that's part of what I'll give Disney a pass for in all this. Um It's such a big area that they were doing construction on. And yes, they were able to do work during the day, but... Like if you if you're talking about like moving trucks in and out and moving around in a big way, that kind of stuff could only be done after the park closed at night. So mm-hmm. uh, much like when Seven Dwarfs Mine Train was being built, like that took so long. But that also was an addition that was placed right inside the park, and it really limited how they could come and go. I mean, don't get me wrong; I still think this would have taken Disney way too long had it been on the outskirts of the park. But I do understand why it takes a little extra longer because you know they, there's only so much they can do you can't have a dump truck rolling through uh right in the middle of the day that then everyone would be complaining about that but i mean you raise a great point with all of this is that it's such a big space and it, like Having a place to sit and relax is definitely something needed in a theme park uh, for people who have always said, like, Epcot is my central park. Uh, Epcot's where I like to go and relax. You know what? They're, they're giving, they're giving us that. But at the same time, too, I feel like every inch of space in a Disney park is, yeah. is prime real estate. And, they mm-hmm. could definitely throw an entire attraction right in this spot. And I'm not talking about yeah. Journey of Water. Mm-hmm. They could have put a real attraction right in this spot and had, yeah. you know, more capacity added to Epcot yeah. right in that way. Um, I, at the same time, though, I love how beautiful it is. And I know when I need to stop and do some work in Epcot and sit down on my computer or phone, mm-hmm. this is probably where I'm going to head to. But yeah, is, yeah I'm one of the rare, rare days where it's under 85 degrees, you know, and the, you know, right. in the humidity, that's the thing that I think is kind of weird to me. I don't, Disney has, especially Walt Disney world specifically has a really bad habit of building these spaces that we're supposed to live and exist in outside during the day in the Florida sun. And I'm like, and it's mm-hmm. very clearly to me that they are developed by people who are never spending extended amounts of time in Florida to know what it actually feels like to sit out here on one of these chairs, like on one of these benches. Like I, I just, I don't know what they're made out of, but it, right now it looks like I could burn my leg on it. You know what I mean? Like I, and I'm trying not to be over dramatic, but like, it, the same thing happened when Toy Story Land opened. That stuff was melting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we yeah. saw how they developed it. If you've, ever been fortunate enough to go on an adventures by Disney, you know, and they take you to Imagineering and they show you that dome room or whatever it is. They, I forget what it was called. The, the, the big white room where they project everything. Um, the dish and the dish. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just was like, okay, well this makes sense because you guys are building inside of a vacuum and you're not actually physically <laughs> feeling where a heat source comes from on you during the day, you know, and you're not feeling what it's like to be a guest pushing a stroller with their family in a crowded space with people, you know, and mm-hmm. yes, this is definitely nice. Like I'm not saying it's not pretty. So I don't, I don't mean to knock any of that. Like it is nice, but this is not what I pay $150 ticket to come and do at Disney. You know what I mean? This is not, an improvement on what was there, I think. And, and, or at least in terms of it being useful. And to me, what makes me nervous about this is like you just said, cause I haven't physically been in that space yet is that if it is a footprint large enough for another attraction, then someday those walls are going to go right back up and this will go away. And we mm-hmm. are going to be stuck with seven years of, of walls again. And, and I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. And for me, Moana is still I, like, it sticks out like a sore thumb over there where it is. Like maybe it'll mm-hmm. be nicer. And again, like I haven't, I, I was there on Friday before the walls came down. 
Okay, and this is an important question I have for you too, because this I was thinking about this on Friday, and I thought it was really weird. So you you know when you're walking in, imagine the walls are still up, but remember when they receded a little bit and they were like the trees. Mm-hmm. So there was like the walkway, there were the trees and this like metal ground, and then the wall. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you were very clearly you were able to walk on the metal. Like it wasn't like one of those sort of things where you're like, no, this is like you know, the trees uh, planter or something like that. When I was walking on Friday, I was like the, the way it felt to walk on it. I was like, this feels like I'm not supposed to be stepping on this. Like it's the metal is like, is almost like coming up. Like, and it is like textured. There's a lot of like raised areas in it. And just like the feeling of my feet hitting that versus the feeling of my feet hitting the pavement. It was incredibly uncomfortable. Um, and not in a way where I'm like, oh, my comfort, whatever. Like, I, I just don't know how to put into <laughs> words this feeling where I was like, I think people are going to get hurt over here. Like, because it just mm-hmm. has such a drastic uh, change of feel between one step to the other. And I'm just like, w- you having been there, I guess, if you know the area I'm talking about, is that part of the walkway? Like, is that still part of the walkway? It blends more now. So I don't necessarily think that uh, your concern, I don't want to say your concerns weren't valid, but I think it was just a bigger deal when they slowly move the construction walls back. Okay. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not that much of an issue. And I don't want to discount your thoughts there. Because, no, no, no. Because I just, it's I just, valid, but. Because of the way the walls were the last like couple months since whenever they pulled the walls back a little bit, it just was like, you'd walk on it and you'd walk on it the whole time. But I'm like, if this stops right where this wall is, I can't imagine anybody's just going to walk on this one, this one strip the entire way. You know what I mean? It's no, it's very wide open now. There's lots of walking room. I I wouldn't be concerned about that at all. Uh, Hannah, you went over this morning as well to kind of check out the entire area and uh, get a feel for it. What did you think about it? Yeah, um, I mean, just kind of similar to what everybody said, like it's visually beautiful. Um, The new music, the background music, I think it's awesome. It feels very epic. Um, The, uh, I guess the only counter argument I would say to like, I I don't know, this project is like, it's nice for once that Disney World did a beautification project and it wasn't like, oh, this is directly revenue generating. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I feel like I complain all the time that like Disney World doesn't invest in things that aren't going to immediately give them back a return. Um, So I I definitely agree with everything Rhino is saying, but it just you know, like I said, it's kind of nice. I can that see that doesn't, for sure. I was going to say it doesn't end in a, in a gift shop, but it does. Cause there's, you know, there's a gift <laughs> shop right there, but <laughs> um, I will also say just from the, uh, the parent side of things, it, it's nice that it's right there by Moana. Cause that's, that's a place we spend a lot of time at now. And um, especially little ones, they like to get out of the stroller and kind of just run around like that brings them so much joy. And so to have more of an open space, um, also the character meet and greets there, I could see that being good. Um, like if they have multiple characters in one area, like, you know, part of the family could go take the little one to meet the characters and the other part of the group could go get a Starbucks and sit down. Like I see that purpose of it. Um, but yeah, it, it is a huge space. Like, and that was the reason I wanted to go today was just, it was almost hard for me to remember what that space looked like before the yeah. walls. Um, and I just forgot how big it was. Um, the only other thing I thought about is um, like, if that is your meeting spot for your family, like let's say after fireworks or you split up, I'm not really sure that families are going to be able to say like, Oh, I'm in, you know, nook four no. with the baobab trees. Like, I don't know that my family <laughs> would be like, where are you? Like you're, <laughs> I'm by the um, the big planter, so yeah. uh, as Rhino like would the- say, meet meet me by the hoo ha. <laughs> yeah, meet me at the hoo ha. Yeah. Meet me at oh, Epcot's hoo ha. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, eventually one day you might say. I as um, one of the females on this uh, video, I just want to say I called it a giant salad bowl. So it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. I do I, like I, I, how. Yeah. <laughs> clear you can see the ball for like the projection shows and stuff like that so like i think at night it's gonna look really nice over there to be able to have that space 
you know, to kind of stand around right in front of the hoo-ha and watch the the show, you know, and like, yeah. and, oh, and and so I think God that it, it draws more eyes on because the, <laughs> the lights on on Epcot on that on the Spaceship Earth are one of my favorite things they've ever added yes. to the parks. Like I I love when you're leaving like Disney Springs and you can see it from the parking garage. Like it's just this beacon yeah. of like that feels like Disney. That feels like Walt Disney World to me. And so like. It having this little showcase of, you know, the ball behind the salad or whatever you want to call it, that that it's like it's it's nice. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, just to sorry, I was going to just say to go a step further with it, like you do have a great view of Spaceship Earth there. And we've already uh, uh, saw that they have uh, they've extended the lighting packages for Spaceship Earth at night into other areas. So no doubt it's also mm. going to be utilized in this area. So um, like you have those lighting structures that are all around World Celebration Gardens. I can only imagine how amazing it's going to be uh, if maybe tonight or in the future they're all utilized to help envelop you in yeah. the spaceship or shows by having extra lighting in that area, uh, just mm-hmm. like really bringing it to life in a different way, making you feel like you're living in the show versus just watching it. And I also uh, I, I, I promise yeah, her. That's what I was. I look forward to the to seeing it, and I'm really hoping, like what you're saying, Craig, like that's true, and that this is a really like nicely lit area because one area that I feel like Walt Disney World does come up short a lot. Com- you know, comparing it to Disneyland is that um, I just don't feel like these parks are very well lit at night, especially Epcot has a mm-hmm. lot of really dark patches in it where I, I think if you've been to Disneyland and experienced it, I think you'll then see that aspect of it because like Disneyland at night versus day, it's like two different atmospheres of a park but everything mm-hmm. there is very bright very you know everything has this like great lighting package and bulbs everywhere and everything and and i just feel like we that's something that i would love walt disney world to kind of get better with um and epcot very specifically is one that i always kind of give that because i feel like when you walk around the world showcase and it's like after dark sometimes it's like areas like like in france i feel like it's really dark and I'm, i can't like mm-hmm. I don't know. And there's so many people and there's always a festival and not to be like, Oh, people are always drinking, but you know what I mean? It's a lot. There's a lot going on. And I, I just feel like I'm hoping this garden, it will, will showcase like that new era of like the same way, like you said, with the, the lights on the ball and all that, like it'll, it'll just feel cozy. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a good, sorry, Hannah, we're, we're all agreeing. <laughs> um, I, I will say we took um, uh, Owen, uh, my son, to Epcot Sunday night. And uh, yeah, it's funny. I So we we love Epcot. We go all the time. But we were walking around. Actually, it was after you're talking about France heading into the UK. And it was dark and it was later at night. And I was like, you know, like this is a kid's park. But at nighttime, it feels completely different. Um, and it's, it's funny, my mom, when we used to come on family vacation, she's like, I can't do Epcot at night. Like, it's just too depressing. (laughs) So we could never, we could never end our vacation on Epcot at night. Um, I do want to, uh, just really quick talking about like pictures and different views. One thing that really struck me is there was obviously a very long line today to take a picture with the Walt statue. So I, I got no photos. But um, what I will say is that because the way he's situated, like it would be very hard to even get a selfie with that. So if you were coming to get a picture with the Walt statue, I just I'm guessing that's probably going to have a line for a little bit of time. And then also it's just it's different than the partner statue. Like you can't just stand off to the side and get a quick picture like you, you pretty much have to be like sitting beside him to like even be able to see him so yeah and it's clearly meant to be sitting beside him and hang out there it's it's a very it's a very strange choice in that way i feel like the original point of walt the dreamer was supposed to be right out immediately beyond the spaceship earth uh the spaceship earth building and it would be there and it would be higher up and that would give you that that photo whereas the this version of it on that long bench it is clearly made to sit down and have that photo with walt and because of it 
it just it does take away that selfie opportunity. It requires a line, and I waited forty minutes <laughs> to make sure that I got some photos and videos uh, unobstructed without other people in it, and uh, it it only got longer as I was there. So I think I think this is always going to have lines, and that's another issue with it is that this area like. I know everyone wants it, and I encourage people to get their photo with Walt the Dreamer. But uh, it also throws a wrench into the entire relaxing part of this space of just walk around and stroll these gardens uh, when you then have a queue that is winding back and forth because people want that photo. So hopefully it becomes a thing after you know the, the newness of it wears off. It won't be as big of a deal. But uh, yeah, it's, it's something they need to figure out. And photo pass is not there and i i don't want to share too much information because i know uh questions were asked about it yesterday at the small media preview and uh i know my friend brooke definitely asked about it because they had photographers there for that but then not there today and i think it's because they don't they don't know logistically right now how to best have a photo pass set up there but it's something that that needs to happen. It's it's wild, wild that they don't. But uh, I, I I think the statue is a highlight of it. I love that. Like from the ground level, you can see up to the statue because it is it is placed on a slope. So they they built out the area very well. It's just uh, again, as Rhino pointed out, is this a good use of space in general when they could have put an attraction there? Uh, beyond that, like I, I'm just I'm fighting with myself. I want to see it at night to know what the area feels like but i miss i miss the days of magic kingdom having trees in the hub area yeah and mm. i i miss the old the waterways that that ran along there not that the grass areas now aren't great i just i preferred the old aesthetic and then the 90s aesthetic to it uh, i think as great as the fountain of nations was i i think this is beautiful equally beautiful in its own way definitely not the same but is is it has a lot of a lot of positives to it but i'm just i'm i'm struggling with what what else i would have wanted for this space one thing i can definitely say I'm happy they didn't go with the original concept of a multi-story event center because now mm-hmm. being back in there, we're talking about how large this area is. I know things would have changed with the layout of like creations wouldn't be there and, and stuff, but uh, it would have stuck out like a sore thumb. That thing would have looked awful plopped in there. I mean, you can say mm-hmm. it's standing in that area. Like I, I think that would have been a disaster. It might have sold a lot of tickets to have special fireworks viewing. But I think this might have actually been the better route to go overall. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I'm I'm excited to see how it comes alive in a different way. I'm excited to see how it's utilized once they have Communicore Hall open up with more meet and greets and, you know, live musicians. I, I think this could be an area that, you know, those people who want the relaxing spots, this is going to be perfect for them. But are people booking vacations to Walt Disney World for relaxing spots or are they booking it for attractions and what's new? Mm-hmm. And I think this is where we it's one of the first fights that I think we'll have as locals to Walt Disney World versus vacationers. I think this holds a lot more value to locals than it does for your mm-hmm. average person coming into town. Yeah. But uh, it's so you I know, have I, can I I have a couple things that I yeah. want to add about this. OK, I can I. Okay, so my first thing is, I, there's there's two points I wanted to to ask about and kind of find out what you guys think about. So as far as all the benches go and using it and and whatnot, using all of them and in the sun and and things, are the benches positioned in a way that you can see Spaceship Earth from them? Because Looking at pictures, it seems as though they are, and mm-hmm. they have all of that lighting on Spaceship Earth that's really super cool. And after walking around World Showcase in the hot, sweltering sun all day, when you're on your way out of Epcot to walk to your car or the monorail, it's kind of cool to have a bench to sit down on and watch Spaceship Earth and listen mm-hmm. to the music and the lighting and you know, maybe your kid needs to have a little 
you know, 10 minute snooze on your lap before you make the trek out. And I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Like, I certainly won't be a person that would sit on those benches during the, you know, heat of the day. But man, Mm -hmm. in the evening, that's gorgeous to just sit there Mm -hmm. and listen to that music. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like know, social but... spaces. Like I, I do, I do yeah. appreciate that. I mean, hello, I started doing that tap house talks because I just enjoy <laughs> that sort of a space there, you know. And and this is yeah. definitely offering that. I guess you know, I could think about it in that sort of way. I think I think that's cool, oh. but it, it just feels it feels for me. I guess like it's just far away from everything. Yeah, yeah. if well, like, I mean, I it is kind of far away. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember both Denny and Erica telling me that they were in like Connections Eatery and mm-hmm. they literally couldn't find a single table yeah. to sit down at. And this was sure. quite a long time after it opened, you know, mm-hmm. and like that blows my mind because when I see the pictures of that, that restaurant, it looks ginormous. And so... Mm-hmm. The fact that they're just one person looking for a place to sit down with their laptop and couldn't do it, it just kind of, you know, so I feel like right. maybe, you know, this will be, like you said, Craig, all those chargers there. I mean, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. you know, if, cool. I mean, and it's nice, like you said, it's, it's visually appealing. And so mm-hmm. if you're going to walk through that, um, you know, you have to walk through the front of the park to get to World Showcase if you drive. So, or, or arrive on the monorail. Um, but you know, I feel like I, it looks pretty from here. Like I feel yep. like just seeing photos and whatnot. But the, the other thing I wanted to ask about, since you guys actually physically saw the statue behind Walt, there's shrubbery. Is that yes. mm-hmm. going to go away or is that staying there? My guess, and Hannah, you can throw in your two cents on it. I think it's there right now because that's where the line is for people who are waiting mm-hmm. to get their photo. Um, mm-hmm. So while the line still stretches back there, I, you don't want people just standing, you know, Randomly. behind in your photos. Yeah. So I have a feeling it's just because of that. Uh and okay, that's good. The so only it's removable. Reason. Yeah. Oh no, they were they were the, they were rolling planters. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't okay. set up like that. Yeah. Because here's my thing. This giant bench, like for me personally, my immediate family is a party of twelve. And Hmm. if we wanted to get a photo with this statue, we don't want to sit on the span of that entire bench. Like it would be nice if people could sort of gather around behind. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it seems weird to me to have a mile long bench because 12 people aren't going to sit in a, you know, it it seems odd. So I'm glad that they're removable and I hope that they kind of, cause yeah. Yeah. Just, just to be clear, I don't like, mean the small yeah. bushes right up behind Walt. That's, that's staying there. Oh. Those are, those are part of the planter. I'm talking then there's uh, extra oh. larger trees behind that. Those are what's uh, temporary. So y- your family of oh. 12, unfortunately, uh, unless you have a wide angle lens, which all iPhones do, uh, you're probably going to struggle if you all want to sit on the bench, unless there's lots of lap sitting and ground sitting. Uh, I would say, I would say maybe like four or five people is when you start to get a little uh, stressed out in terms of how many people you're fitting in that general area. But it is an odd placement, though. I do agree with Jackie. Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you put him in the middle? Why? Yeah. Why is he in the middle? Now I'm looking at his feet with the light. So he's going to be lit at night. So like, you're not sit in front of him and sit on a light at night. Otherwise, you're going to look like you're getting beamed up to the Starship Enterprise or something. I don't know. That's like weird. (laughs) It is. And I'm trying to figure this out. You know, like, are those pointed at him? I don't know. Is that's yeah. The more I think they're going to be like weirder, it kind of gets. It's beams of light that will shine up to block people 
people from getting near him. So yeah, like uh, like a laser beam. Uh, yeah, they put him in the lasers at night. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it is odd. It's a great statue. It's odd. Um, yeah, the entire no, thing have, is just weird. I, you know, all jokes aside, I I like the statue, but it is like, yes. and it's weird that they chose the bench because very clearly they had to build the the thing to get to his feet and the like platform to get to his feet and so and then this dedication over here twitter already is all over this one um and i i i don't know is this their excuse being like (laughs) hey we got to keep making stuff um but i i just feel like his it's just weird it's weird because they were like well his feet don't touch the ground we'll give him a squatty potty and he'll be fine Happy birthday, Walt. I I hope you enjoyed the chili. (laughs) I bet he did with a nice big hot dog. Um, I, the last thing I'll throw in with it is I, you know, Jackie brought up connections with it and it will add overflow seating to that. I like that. The last thing I want to see, you know, if it's a a festival feel like area, obviously we could see more booths in that area to, to try to liven it up a little bit. But uh, Rhino, if Epcot wanted a baseline, this is the perfect spot. You have the oh, cafe right, right there, and you I have cafe yeah. seating. If they can put in a nice beer bar, a uh, liquor bar with you know a, a solid amount of taps, and you just have a nice new place to hang out in Epcot, like baseline, I would love that. A plus. I this yeah, area would the, completely change for me in I'm in a it. much greater way, a lot quicker. And I think that's the thing that's weird to me is that it, it feels like it is missing that element. Like that thing where there there's something there to get, you know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. I I mean like like whether it is just a, even if it's not alcohol, you know what I mean? It, it just snacks or something. Like it just feels like I want something there, you know? Like and mm-hmm. it, it, it that's maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's what I I just desperately want. Yeah. I I wanted that idea of baseline tapos carried into all the other parks, just somewhere where you can sit for a second and people watch and just take a breather and relax, you know, we could have been able to sit and have a scotch mist with Walt for the very first time, but yeah, not Mm. in this, not in this new day day and age, but uh, we're very excited, obviously for people to show up to the space. Tonight is the debut of luminous, the symphony of us Uh, that's happening at nine 30. So I know Rhino and I will be there to cover that tonight. uh, And we'll definitely have a first impressions video going up for you probably early tomorrow morning. So you can hear our thoughts on that. But then uh, I know Hannah's going to see it at some point this week. And so we'll definitely spend a good amount of time talking about luminous, on next week's show but i do want to move on just because there is a lot more happening all throughout uh throughout the disney parks right now and i was going to save it more towards the end but uh it's the old news it happened last week it feels like it feels like it doesn't even matter anymore even though it just happened on thursday but <laughs> hatbox ghost finally uh materialized at oh. magic kingdom's haunted mansion right next to the uh right next to the vanishing hallway and uh he's he's there in all his glory rhino got to go over first thing on thursday morning november 30th just in time to hit that deadline and mm-hmm. check him out got on a couple <laughs> rides i believe and rhino how do you feel about it you're the only one who i think saw it unless hannah did no i'm not seeing it um, well, then I, I, I'll say like, you know, in terms of like the animatronic itself, I, I think it looks great. I think it worked great. I, I think I rode, I would just keep going it. So I think I ended up riding like five times or something like that. Cause I was wow. like paranoid about filming it. And then I was like, well, let me, let me get a feel for it. And then I was like, okay, let me just sit and watch it this time. And, um, but I, I don't mind, I think. I don't mind where it is in the Haunted Mansion. I know we have a friend who would die on that hill and would write essay after essay about why it's just ruined the entire attraction. And I know there's concern they that they were very concerned over how people were going to react with it. But the thing is, is the way you come around that corner to that, that um, forever hallway or whatever you called it, the vanishing hallway, like you can see the hat box ghost coming the second you make mm-hmm. the turn. So I feel like you get to see him and the effect a lot longer than you do at like the Disneyland one. Cause that this is, that's mm-hmm. where the animatronic, you know, originated. Um, and so like that one, you like turn and you barely can catch it doing the, 
the the you know the head disappearing from his face and then appearing in the box or vice versa and so i feel like this one gives you a very clear view of him i think he looks really good i think the the ride through the mansion itself looks great right now they clearly um sharpened a lot of stuff they like maybe like tweak some lighting packages things like that like you know there's a lot of stuff in there that has never looked better um so there's definitely some like uh tender love and care being put into the attraction i i understand people are upset because you know they i, I never i literally i i i just never understood that you're not really supposed to see a ghost until they say they're materializing so like you're not supposed to see mm-hmm. them until after madame leota it's the same way that when I watched the sixth sense because the part in the movie where the kid says the part in the movie that is supposed to be a twist is in the trailer for the movie where he says, I see dead people. You don't see any ghosts until after he says, I see dead people. So you're not supposed to know what's wrong with him until that point in the movie. Mm. And I always think I feel that same way about haunted mansion where I'm like, I never really understood that. Um, So, I don't think the average guest is going to care. I think it's going to be more of those people who are very invested in that sort of storyline thing. I know mm-hmm. they're basically saying, well, it's the Hatbox ghost. And, you know, going by the movie is that he it, it, his his power is irrelevant to Madame Leota and, you know, all this other stuff. So uh, he can come and go wherever he wants to be. And then when I was on the ride, I started to think, is the narrator the Hatbox ghost in the attraction? He's not, right? No. The the narrator <laughs> oh. is the ghost host. But so, so the, the ghost host is ghost. not the hatbox ghost though, right? That's no. why I'm asking. Like, okay, I cuz I, I there's a part of me where I started to think like are they suggesting he's the narrator? Um No. Okay. So No, you're um, you're way off on that. So I don't mind isn't back, he the please. one playing the orchestra? <laughs> no. No. It's a, In the ballroom over... he's not he's not down there. No, you're way it's overthinking this. It's a guy with a top this. hat on. You're, you're way overthinking this. The one thing I'll say uh, about the Hatbox Ghost is, even though Ghost is in the name, it is. It's. I struggle with the idea that he's a ghost because, uh, because of the large drapery on him and his his giant coat, he doesn't look like a ghost. Like he almost looks like he's more of a like a zombified ghost in that way. So I, I've always, all the people in the grave. That. Yeah. Oh, I listen. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't have issues with haunted mansion and the uh, and the validity of their ghostness. But that's not <laughs> what this is about. Uh, we're only talking about hatbox ghost in this in this section. So I don't. It's you know what they're keeping it fresh for for new guests coming in for people who have been going over and over that have been dying for something new without wanting oh, a complete overhaul of the attraction. So <laughs> given giving them something. It doesn't. Well, at the end of the day, a, are we losing sleep over this? No, I like him. I, I, I like it. I do. I want to give a quick shout out, really quick, to Rolly Crump. Uh, so, if you were, you know, into Imagineering history, he wanted to do something completely different for the Haunted Mansion, and they now have the uh, his candlestick man is in the um, in the attic scene to the left. Oh yeah. So I think if. Yeah, so I think if you're like a, a big Haunted Mansion fan and you're a purist, let's say, I feel like that was kind of nice, nice nod to all the super fans. So, and you know, the Hatbox Ghost, he can just be a fashionable skeleton. That's fine. Well, I think that's the part where I'm like, <laughs> if you really kind of sit and think about it, that's the only part where I was like, him being a Hatbox Ghost, I get it in the attic, I guess, because there's a lot of stuff and hat boxes in the attic. But I'm yeah. always like, what? What's he doing with that hat box in that hallway? Like, but I don't. I, <laughs> I, I try to put myself in like my friends, you know, a lot of my friends who even, even the ones who like, like Disney and we go to Disney together. I don't think they, they're, they're invested in that detail that much that I think they would just be right. like, Oh, that's cool. You know? And, oh, we like that. You know? And that, that's, that's what mm-hmm. I think is, is, is nice. Also, I will say the, um, the hitchhiking ghosts at the end were very clear, like I, their effects and everything they were doing. I could really see them really well and stuff. So I, re- I remember thinking like, oh, this is definitely an improvement on, on what I felt like had been for a while. But um, so I, I, I like it. Um, I, I think it looks good. You know, I think it's a fun little surprise if you don't know he's there. And and if you do, I still think it's like something to be like, hmm, there it is. Yeah. One I, guy. 
I highly doubt the average guest cares. I kind of felt that way standing in World Celebration Gardens today and seeing everyone there, everyone who was excited. And I was like, this is that next level Disney fan. If you're watching this Mm. on YouTube, Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this as a podcast, you are that type of person. And there were so many people at that park that aren't and just walked through and probably were like, huh, I don't remember this garden being here the last time we were here. And sometimes I lose yep. sight of that. I'm like, it's, it, it makes me laugh because it's like, it's, we get paid to care about this stuff at such a minute level in detail. And, uh, it's, it's very bizarre, but, uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't think I do. <laughs> No, well, you do. I mean, you make get money. paid. I get paid, but I meant like I don't think I care at that level. I think that's the the thing. You know what I mean? I, there's other things I care about. I, I you know, it, that's why we'll be saying that... goodbye to you after this episode. So you've had a great run, Ryan. Uh, you still have to work goodbye, tonight. Don't friend. worry. We'll, we'll talk about stuff you care you about because I know, I know what you care about <laughs> is Disneyland, and yeah. uh, Disneyland revealed their entire event lineup for 2024, and they're just like, you know what? We're leaving it all out there. We're telling you what to expect this year, and it's a lot. Uh, starting in January, mm-hmm. uh, you have January through February Lunar New Year happening at Disney California Adventure Park uh, on uh, February 17th and 24th. You have Celebrate Gospel happening uh, March 1st through April 22nd. You have the California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. I believe in there I also missed uh, February 22nd through 23rd. You have Anaheim Duck Days at Disney California Adventure Park. And uh, then kind of jumping towards the end of the year, the ones we expect all the time, uh, Halloween time from August 23rd through August 31st, uh, a celebration of Coco and Plaza de Familia, uh, August 23rd through November 2nd, and the holidays at Disneyland uh, starting November 15th through the rest of the year. Uh, But the two interesting ones right in the middle, April 5th through June 2nd, Star Wars Season of the Force, which it's been Years and yeah. years and years like since they've done a Star Wars celebration. I think it was around no, that. No, 2016. I mean, 2016. We were, we oh, were no. there for, for one of them. And then April 26th through August 4th, Pixar Fest returns for the first time since I believe that was 2018 when they held mm-hmm. Pixar Fest. And uh, we'll, we'll jump into the events uh, in in just a second here with it, but uh, buried in this little news, of course, uh, Fantasmic returning May 24th, but in the big but here is it at least returning to a bit of its former glory because we get to say goodbye to the awful Pirates of the the Caribbean sequence. Oh, really? Reintroduce Peter Pan, which is so incredible. And if you've never seen the old version of Disneyland's mm-hmm. Fantasmic or Disneyland's Fantasmic at all. Uh, they have the, the, you know, they have their, their Mark Twain and that is sailing around. But then they also have the sailing ship Columbia, which is a big giant old ship that can be utilized as a pirate ship. And in the old original version of Fantasmic, Peter Pan and Captain Hook and the pirates were all fighting on the the ship. Yeah. And, Peter, uh, like and then when they redid yeah. the show, so they, exciting added in Jack Sparrow and Pirates of the Caribbean and the annoying girl um, that I believe is supposed to be Elizabeth, but it's just so, so, so piercing. And it's going back to the old version. I cannot think of better news. I mean, if they get rid, rid of all of Mickey's uh, little mannerisms throughout the show, the whole, all of that it'll almost be back to that original version and just incredible so but leave in like the aladdin sequence and i know leave in the the uh, music i love the ed like the edm um pink elephants on parade pink elephants part it's literally my ringtone on my phone Mm -hmm. so um but that that's that is exciting i'm still sad that we won't have a dragon anymore but it's still it's still very cool Mm -hmm. i'm very excited to see i i don't know if i saw it with peter pan or not if it if like it had just started if it was down when i got i must have i must have because we went in 2015 i wish yeah but i don't remember if we watched it when you were there on that first trip and when did they when did they well i guess fantasmic still happened because i was going to say 
I know the train wasn't closing, but yeah, I don't think we did because mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I got to see it until it was the Pirates one. So I don't think I because I remember very actively being like, I want to see the Peter Pan part because I had seen a video online so of it. Good. And I was like, oh, that looks right. so cool. It was the it's best. So version. good. Yeah. Oh, love it so much. Love it. I um the the thing that's interesting, too, is that Halloween time starting really early this year, two, like two weeks earlier than mm-hmm. it's ever started before i think but two weeks after d23 so it's like come on oh yeah, yeah. they got a space <laughs> guess what yes. but i'm gonna be there anyways so it doesn't matter i it, think, and the holidays is late did you see that it is yeah oh and november 15th yeah. and that's where i'm irritated because as a much bigger christmas fan i'm like can we please once and for mm. all end halloween at the end of September and start Christmas in October. At the end of September, yeah, How dare I'm you? saying that. How dare let's you? make let's make Halloween, <laughs> or we split the difference. I would like for it. Everyone to unsubscribe. Jackie's cut yeah. out of the feed. She's gone. She doesn't yeah, want any just, part of this. She's she offended. Blew a <laughs> Um, I want to start. I no, she's back. Um, I want to start Halloween August first, and then have September, and then October fifteenth. We now call that Halloween, and then October sixteenth starts Christmas. So, can we please agree to just that? We'll do that, right? I basically do that. Yeah, it's acceptable. Not even Halloween, Craig. You even want to wait till Halloween, huh? No, I'm. We can still have you just Halloween. Bump everything earlier. Two weeks. Yeah, could, two right. weeks I earlier. I could go for that. I could be on board with that. It's Christmas and Halloween. Uh, I won't even say Christmas. The holidays in general needs more yeah. time than just that simple month and a half. Halloween gets way yeah. too much time. I'm sorry. And if it was celebrating yeah. more of like fall and autumn, I could <laughs> maybe get behind it. But it's just. We know how it is. We're not here to argue about that. Let's talk about Pixar Fest because uh, that's going to be happening April 26th through August 4th of 2024. Uh, They are going to have Better Together, a Pixar Pal celebration uh, that's happening at Disney California Adventure Park. This is going to be the parade that Rhino will always say he hates and I will Mm -hmm. never understand why because it's so much fun. They're adding Turning Red into it. With uh, what what are they called? Four Town is that the name of the <laughs> yeah. band? I only watched the movie yes. once. I appreciate it, but um, I've only watched it once. I, well, you have a better memory than me. So. <laughs> Good for you. Um, but yeah, I, I think this parade's going to be you know amped up even more. Moving it back over to California Adventure, really extending Pixar Fest in that way because really Pixar Fest kind of was just there uh, yeah. the last time around. It was there with uh, Pixar Pier and food, but everything kind of mm-hmm. happened over at Disneyland with mm-hmm. uh, the parade being there and the fireworks. And speaking right. of the fireworks, uh, they will be back. To together forever, a Pixar nighttime oh. spectacular. Uh, it'll have new <laughs> scenes, and uh, one of my favorite parts of it is where the house from Up mm-hmm. flies across. Uh, it's oh. so emotional to see it Amazing. in person. I was like, oh, the, the oh first time I saw gosh. it, I, I lost it. I waited for hours to get the front row view of the castle oh. and everything to see awesome. it. It's so so good. Uh, new ca- new wow. characters will be around, like Ember and Wade from Elemental, uh, the Panda from Turning Red, and so May. much more. I mm-hmm. was a huge fan of Pixar Fest the first time around. I think a lot of people weren't and felt underwhelmed by it, the fireworks, the parade, but I was a huge fan. I will be trying to plan a trip for this time to see everything again. I love did, Pixar. Did you hear yeah, that Pixar they're releasing... Awesome. Um, Soul and Turning Red and Luca in the movie theater now next no. year. So Soul know. is going to be in theaters on January 12th. Turning Red is going to be in theaters on February 9th. And Luca is going to be in theaters on March 22nd. So oh, all great. leading oh, yeah. up into Pixar Fest. But yeah, so because those, if you remember, those three never were released in theaters. They were all put directly on yeah. Disney Plus. So it's cool that they'll finally get their time in the in the big screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. That's cool. I know what I'll be doing during that time. Mm-hmm. Seeing well, those movies. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Luca still. So I was like, okay. What? Yeah, I know. Oh, I saw Soul so and good. I saw Turning Red. I just didn't see Luca. Oh, and so that's good. the one that probably has the most appeal <laughs> I for will you. Say, but... Silencio. 
I feel like uh, this just makes me kind of book another Disneyland trip. Uh, I'm just going to jump into that and say that, like, uh, you know, we just went to Disneyland in August. And all I can think about now is going back. Um, So that's great. Um, I will say from the travel agent side of things, um, if you are looking to go specifically September through December, go ahead and book it. um, Because I'm always surprised Disneyland during the holidays sells out very quickly. Um, so I would go ahead and get your plans. Um, if discounts come available, we can always apply it to your reservation. Um, but I think a lot of people are going to go into Disneyland next year. Hey, I Hannah, have, how can me. they, how can they book with you? Yeah. So they can uh, send me an email at Hannah at dreams travel.com. It's just that easy. No, I was going to say it's crazy. It's it's. I feel like this is going to be my year of like being there right in and around everything because it like we'll be there the second week of January, so we're there right before Lunar New Year New Year starts, and then D twenty three. So we'll be right after. <laughs> be like right in between the Halloween, like before Halloween, and then um, I I was like uh, I'm hoping they do the Pride event again this year after I was, and that would be most likely the first week of June, so it would be right after the end of seasons of the force so i'm like is every trip i take this year to disneyland going to be in between festivals well and you are probably right about that because disneyland after dark is returning and that would include the pride night and that is happening select nights from january through june so okay then that means the pride one's coming yeah i i'm gonna i'm gonna do two nights of that one because i love that one so much um but i i'm i i am i do have my my buy annual the every two year power ranger thing is on the 23rd so i'm like do i get tickets to oogie boogie bash for the 23rd and like go at night yes. after the convention or something so yes yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm yep i'm excited I mean, so I, I it's just one of those things now where i'm already like oh yeah we're going in january but now i was like oh well there's the june trip there's an august trip and there's gonna be i'm ooh. sure another i wanted to do all the halloween stuff out there this year yeah so well, it's like you know Lucky at you. least there is overlap, and this is where it makes a little bit of sense with the season of the Force at Disneyland Park uh, happening April 5th through June 2nd. Uh, so Hyperspace Mountain will be returning. Specialty Ooh. food and beverage mm-hmm. is coming to the park for that. And then, of course, uh, the new scenes with Star Tours that have been teased will be debuting at Disneyland, at least on April 5th. I mean, I, would, awesome. I don't know why they wouldn't debut everywhere. You just load it in. But uh, very, very cool that uh, that's that's coming back as well. So uh, what what a summer! I mean, maybe it's uh, an indication that it's a soft summer for Disneyland. Not that uh, you know locals will always come and show up, but maybe they're not booking uh, travels and hotels the way that they they want for that summertime period. So they're throwing everything at it right now uh, because that's two big events happening right in the middle of summer and mm-hmm. Disneyland yeah. it that's a hard part too Disneyland doesn't even need all of those extras it's a great no. benefit and it'll right. get me to travel there uh when I wasn't planning on it uh but you know for locals it is giving them also something new and a reason to bring them back into the parks maybe they lost their annual pass had to get rid of it because of money but they're still trying to get in on day tickets cuz there's always new ticket offers as well too so uh they're they're really pulling for 2024, you know which is very oh, they intriguing. Pull, Craig. They, oh, they pull. pull. You know what's really cool, though, too, <laughs> is that the Pixar Place Hotel is opening in January, mm-hmm. and yeah. I walked through yes. it when I was there last month. And if you are into Pixar, that hotel is unbelievable. I mean, it is so mm. well done and absolutely breathtaking when you walk in. And there are details from all the Pixar films everywhere in the lobby and all around. And there's even a little like scavenger hunt game built into the tiling on the floors. And I mean, if you are Uber Pixar fan, stay at that hotel (laughs) and then yeah, do Pixar fest. It's, it's such an amazing hotel. It was gorgeous. I was blown away by it, by what they've done there. 
It's a very, very exciting year for Disneyland. Exciting times for Walt Disney World. I'm excited. I think 2024 is going to be a big year for all of us. So mm-hmm. uh, lots, lots to look forward to. But for now, we have to look forward to the ending of this week's episode of the Diz Unlimited. So just wanted to say thank you to our panelists, Rhino, Jackie, and thank Hannah you. for joining me this week. So a lot of fun. Absolutely. A lot of good conversation here. So fun. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Whole world's Bye. thanking. The whole world's <laughs> thanking me? The whole thing's uh, thanking me? <laughs> thank, uh, thank you. Thank you all. And, uh, of course, thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching our Dis Unlimited podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this and you want to support us more, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel today. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe and hit the thumbs up and leave comments, questions, and video suggestions in the comments section. If you're listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us positive ratings and reviews when possible. Uh, but thank you so much, everyone, for taking the time to listen and watch us. Your support does mean a lot. Thank Thank you again to everyone who joined me on this week's show, and we'll be back real soon with another episode of the Diz Unlimited podcast. Uh, But for now, that's going to be the end, or should I say the beginning of your future. Mm -hmm. Goodbye.